Now, the time we spend at home or visiting loved ones during the festive season reminds us of some of the service delivery issues some of us have been living with sometimes for years. There was a story earlier this week where residents of Kwanobuhle Township outside of Griha in the Eastern Cape spent Christmas without water. According to the Nelson Mandela Bay Metro, the water supply to the area was disrupted due to the apparent vandalism of a pump station. There's also the reality faced by residents of Kampersras uh, in Woodsprate in Limpopo who have been without drinking water for a while. Um, to make sense of how we got here and what the solutions are, we joined on the line by Trevor Mlaudzi, who is a retired lecturer of water and sanitation from the University of Limpopo. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Mlaudzi, for making time. Good afternoon. Are, are you good with afternoon. us? Good, af- good I'm, afternoon. I'm, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. A lot of challenges and that we're facing right now around issues of, of drinking water and water supply. And be, before we, we go into what are the possible solutions, um, what is your understanding of this challenge that we have in the country? Uh, it's uh, quite a, a complicated situation because uh, when we grew up, some of us were on the other side of the age group. There was no issue of shortage of water. There were springs in the villages everywhere, but when we started uh, developing, the river started disappearing. The reason was that uh, those who could afford it started digging bowls. And they Mm. were digging bowls for their yards everywhere to such an extent that the water table started getting lower and lower, that even the springs couldn't access the water. That's Mm. one of the ancient challenges we're facing. Otherwise, water issues. There is water in South Africa, although there are some places where there is no water. There is water in South Africa. It's just that the way we use the water, we use it recklessly and waste it especially with the technology we use, like a flash toilet. We use so much water that we are running short of water to drink because everybody wants a flash toilet. Hmm. That, that's how I see it. And of course, in, 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 in noting what, what you have said, whether it is uh, development and the impact that it had on water and also our consumption of water, there's also been the challenge around um, what we've, we've noted even more recently, um, delays in, 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 in ensuring that there's access to water, um, corruption that is at play here, incompetence that is at play as well. But in, in sticking to, to the solutions, I mean, you mentioned just briefly right now, that even an issue of or the idea of a, um, a, a, a toilet with flushing, um, a flushing toilet is in itself not part of the solution or is a hindrance household. Mm. Uh, you see, let's say take an example, a, a flush toilet. Uh, every time we use the toilet, even when I just feed a little bit, I press the flush button and throw away 10 liters of water. And that water goes away as dirty water. And to clean that water, 
I mean, it's a tough job for the municipalities. With mm. all the chemicals we are consuming in our homes, the soaps, the toothpaste, the tablets we're drinking, everything, we, it goes away with the flush toilet. And to clean that water and bring it back to the people for drinking, it's a very tough job. That's why we're saying there's enough water. The thing is that the way we use the water we've got at our disposal is reckless. Mm. We're not treating the water we've got at our disposal in a responsible manner. Especially now when you look at all this development, the townhouses everywhere. Every every house that needs water and every house needs a, 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 mm. a pipe taking wastewater away. Now where does all that wastewater go? It goes into our streams, back into our dams, and to clean that water and bring it back to the people. It's a very big challenge. What you mentioned makes a lot of sense, Dadam Laudzi, and we're in conversation with Travam Laudzi, retired lecturer of water and sanitation from the University of Limpopo. What you've mentioned makes a lot of sense in understanding the cost, the effect of having flushing toilet, but the challenge, and I'm sure there's, um, there can easily be a reaction to say, but considering the the history of our country, considering the fact that there's many of us who had uh, lack of access to running water, to sanitation, and how that in itself had an impact on our dignity, receiving running water, having a flushing toilet has not only been uh, associated with uh, restoration of our dignity, but also getting our supply. How then do you convince somebody to say, it is better than you do not have a flushing toilet? And what is the the alternative to a flushing toilet that uh, keeps my dignity intact? You see, uh, it's just that the uh, lack of knowledge is very dangerous. Some countries like Sweden and Norway, they are getting rid of flush toilets. They are going to what we call a dry toilet. A dry toilet is a toilet just like a bucket toilet. But when you use the toilet for number two, you mix it with compost or with soil, you are excreta. Mm. And using a bucket, you alternate buckets. When the bucket is just a, maybe a little bit, maybe 10 centimeters high, you take it outside, you put it in the sun, it dries out like cow dung. Does that work in the city, Babumlawuzi? Because I mean, I, I mean, I've spent time in certain rural areas in Europe where I know that system exists. But how does is it being implemented in the city, in the cities, whether it's in Norway or in Sweden? And how does it work in yeah. that context? They're, they're, they're doing it even on the uprising buildings. Hmm. I've seen in Sweden they they've got gardens on the balcony. Building and they, those are vegetable gardens. They are not just flower gardens. They mm. even produce food because they've got a, a very simple concept that the the food I ate last night is exactly the same excreta produced the following morning. It's just that it has gone through a process in my stomach and it gets out mixed up with different chemicals and. I drank coke, I ate vegetables, I ate meat. It won't come out like the vegetables I ate last night. You will just have to teach each other how to treat it in such a way that we can reuse it. Mm. 
instead of throwing it into the water or into the environment mm. and three times. What you're it's suggesting a, what you're suggesting as a solution, at least on the surface, logically it makes sense to me. Where is it being or are there any discussions happening um, with with government to possibly uh, implement the suggestions that you're making as a as a strategy to curbing poor water uh, usage and also uh, providing um, sanitation with dignity? You 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 come up with a very interesting point because uh, I have always been saying that. Advocacy, advocacy is to advocate for a purpose is the most expensive thing to do when it comes to water and sanitation. It is a, how do I tell everybody who lives in Cosmos City that this is the way to do the toilet issue as an individual? If I don't have radios and TV and all that like this, this is a very short space of time. How many people are hearing us? Yeah, and I hope that those who are hearing us now are able to to give a response to the suggestions that you made. But thank you very much for uh, making time. We are unfortunately out of time. Trevor Mlaudzi is a retired lecturer of water and sanitation from the University of Limpopo. Your thoughts on this?